So it's new and exciting with you. Oh, nothing. Uh, you know, getting back into things. Uh, from being off, uh, I return to work for real tomorrow, uh, oh. Wednesday, as we record this. Yes. Yes. Cause I know I sent you a couple emails and I realized that you were, cause I forgot when you said you were coming back because I really didn't care right. you know, on the exact day, but I knew you were coming back in time for the podcast. So exactly. And that's the most important thing. Right. So how was, uh, how was your vacation there? Joe Ruba? <laughs> uh, it was good. Uh, you know, long story short, it was good. Uh, I mentioned last week, of course, in the podcast, um, you know, first time taking a flight in 10 years, first time leaving the country, mm-hmm. uh, first time traveling internationally, all these things. And, you know, I, I prepared for the worst and I was, I guess, <laughs> rightly prepared Oh, rightly prepared. Uh, yeah, at least for like the travel, like the the getting to or the from things, right? Right. Now, are you talking about the actual like traveling? That because I'm not a traveler. Yeah, yeah. Or do you mean the hassle of the co- restrictions, even though they're they changed them and stuff like that? Uh, well, let me let me take you through this, okay? Okay. Walk me through this, Joe. Take right. me by the hand into your adventure. Sure, sure. So we're flying out of Philly, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I think it ended up being cheaper that way. And did I mention, I don't know if I mentioned in the podcast last week, uh, maybe I did. And again, it all blurs together. Parking? Parking stuff. And that like my in-laws were like, well, why don't you guys just get a hotel down there and park at the hotel? And it was something like $150 for like the two nights that we would need. Right. Just so that we could use their parking lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay, an extra $300 plus tax and all that other shit. I want to just park at the airport, right? Right. Um, ended up being like $16 a day or whatever it was. But the thing is, the Philadelphia airport is so big, right? We were leaving out of gate E, which mm-hmm. is the last gate, A, B, C, D, E. Okay. okay. We go into the parking lot, the park, the parkade structure, and, and we don't fly. We don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And we're just like, all right, let's find a parking spot. And then we're like, oh, we're in A. We need to get to E, right? So, like, we could either leave the car here and just hike ass down to E or try to find a parking spot, like, in E if one exists, right? Mm-hmm. So the way the parkade in Philly is set up is A, B, and C is one parking structure. D and E is another parking structure. Oh, <laughs> So what did you do? We had to pay the $6 to leave. Right. And then go back in on the D&E side. Right. You know what, Joe? Take $6 out of my cut of the money this right. month. Right. And that's well, my all... gift to you. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. You. Uh, so then we get there and we're just like, we find just the first spot that we can find. And... I, and I, I told April, I'm like, I don't think we could park here. Um, <laughs> because if you park on the lower level, it's more expensive, like by $10 a day. How would they know, though? Because they drive around. You Okay, they, they drive around. You have a ticket and everything else like that. If your car is there longer than like 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours, 72 hours, they take note of your license plate. 
Mm-hmm. If you're in one of those long-term spots, but on the bottom level, that's an extra $10 onto the $16 a day. So now we have to go up and find a parking spot actually in the structure itself, which is no problem. But like all this time that us as idiots who don't travel, we're not ready for, we go through, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of this is just our stupidity, okay? Right, things and you could have ch- checked on or... Things, right, things if we traveled more than once every 10 years, mm-hmm. we would have been ready for. Right. And I'm sure the next time in 10 years, I'll remember all of these things and I won't do them again, I promise. Okay. Okay. So uh, we get onto the parking thing. We get to our gate. Uh, everything that we need to do. We put our... um. We put our baggages through and that, and again, this is all new stuff to me. Like I'm during the trip down and back, I'm getting email confirmations of like, your bag has been transferred from this plane to this plane. Right. You know? So I'm like, Ooh, this is nice. This is new information. Right. Um, so we each have our carry ons. I have my man purse. My wife has a purse, you know, right. no fanny pack for you. No fanny pack for me. No, no. Um, right. What did you have in the bag with the snake? So nobody looked in it. Well, <laughs> um, being that again, so I work from home, right? Mm-hmm. I don't do as much wrestling stuff or whatever. Um, I'll have you guess, Todd. How many knives did I have in my bag? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm gonna guess three. You would be correct. I you I always said you were a three knife guy, Joe. <laughs> so I had like a just like a standard pocket knife, right? Mm-hmm. I had my Swiss Army knife on my keychain. Regular MacGyver, yes. Right, and then I had one of those like Leatherman tool gimmicks. Right. Well, I always said you were a leather boy, yes. Right. Uh, something that says dad loves leather. They gave me the Leatherman, you know. <laughs> right. So they're like, well, you know, we you could put them as a carry-on, but that's like an extra $35 for an extra carry-on. And I'm just like, fuck it, just throw them away. <laughs> wow. God, let's, uh, we've already wasted this much time, right? Mm-hmm. So we get through, we get onto the plane, we have to fly from Philly to Boston and then Boston to Aruba on the way down. Um, now oh. this is the weird. And then on the way home, it was Aruba to Florida or Aruba to Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale home. Um, both of the, like the connecting ones, like the Boston to Aruba and the Florida to Philly, both of them, like the gates changed from what was notified Okay. on our, our, our initial boarding passes. But the thing is, we got the note, like, I got the notifications, but I got the notifications, like, super late. Because, okay. like, I said, like I said, you know, we're getting these notifications, like, oh, our bags are this, that. The other thing, our plane was late leaving Aruba. I got the notification that our plane was late 15 minutes after it was already late. Right. Take some time. Right. Um. So then we get to Aruba. We had a whole kerfuffle with our phone plan. Okay, they wouldn't work there or something? Well, so what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to set everything up, letting people know, like, your banks and your credit cards and your this and your that, that you're going international, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an in-person guy. I go to the Verizon store. They're like, you got an hour late. Wait, here's the phone number for the international people. Come home. I call the international people. I'm on hold with them for, like, 17 minutes. They can't find my account. <laughs> Um, 
So I go, okay, fuck it. I'm going to go on the website, see what I could do. I did my bank. I did my wife's bank. I did our credit cards. I did all the other stuff through the websites. Let me do the Verizon credit card or the Verizon, uh, our cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, go on, international plan, whatever. And it has our device. It has my phone, April's phone, Ace's tablet. Ace's t- and April has a fancy smartwatch now too, right? So there's four mm-hmm. devices. Kids' tablet, don't worry about it. The, the fancy smartwatch says it won't work internationally fine. Uh, her phone, it says, like, here's these steps. And then my phone, because I did not buy my phone directly through Verizon, I got mine through Adam and the importer-exporter. Right. It's telling me it can't verify if my phone will work internationally. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we'll be Wi-Fi at the hotel. I'm sure that'll be fine. So I go through the steps to set April's phone up so it'll work internationally. I try to set mine up so it'll work internationally, but it tells me again, it can't verify if my phone will do it because I didn't get the phone directly through Verizon. We go down, we cross the international border. As soon as we hit the international border, I get a text on my phone from Verizon that says, uh, you are now on our daily international plan. You have X amount of bank days already. And after those bank days are done, uh, you know, it'll start charging you like $10 a day or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. My wife doesn't get that message. So we get to the airport. We're connected to the Wi-Fi. She still hasn't gotten that message. We go through the Verizon app on her phone to see if we could set it up. It says that her phone, everything, all of our bills, all of our everything is in her name, right? Mm-hmm. Her name first, my name second, everything. She's the more responsible one when it comes to that sort of shit, right? Right. So we go through her phone. It says we cannot verify it from her phone because she's not the main account. I'm the main account, which is incorrect. So now I go onto my end. I go through the my Verizon app. The my Verizon app tells me while I'm on the Verizon internet internationally that my phone cannot be verified if it could be set up. And her phone is already on the plan. Okay. Which is incorrect. So I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, okay, well, let me see if I could add your phone to it and telling me I can't add it because it's already on it. Okay. We get to the hotel. I'm doing their chat through the whatever. It takes me like a half hour to get that set up. And then even while we're down there, like her connection is spotty at best. Okay. Um, going through customs, no big deal. It was just a lot of long lines, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, customs essentially is just them making sure that you're not bringing any knives or three into the country, <laughs> right? Going home. Um, but now my brother told me he had gone to Mexico last year when they were coming back into the country. Customs coming back into the United States is looking to make sure that you don't have anything on your person over $70 or more. Right. Or plants or animals or, you know, whatever, right? Right. Coming back through Aruba, they said $800 or more. We did it. It was a bunch of tchotchkes, souvenirs, nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, going to Aruba, I could keep my shoes on. Coming home from Aruba, I had to take my shoes off three times. Oh. To- right. Three different spots inside the airport. I'm like, you got me once. You already scan like the only thing that was between this scanning thing and another scanning thing was a hallway. There's right. no way 
that I was able to get something into my shoes in between these two spots, right? But I'm just like, whatever you need to do, I'm taking my shoes off. Let's go, right? I swear to God, it was like the first people were like, look at these gnarly feet. Call ahead. <laughs> Call the next thing. Tell them they got to see this. Get the big, hairy, dumb guy to take his shoes off. I wear socks, though, in the airport. I'm not going to wear flip-flops. Oh, I thought you were wearing your Jesus sneakers. No. I When I got down there, I was. Okay. Um, but coming home through the airport, this was the smart thing here. I'm going to give everyone travel tips as well. Oh, good. I was worried you weren't. Right. Travel tips. Um, going home uh, through the airport, I wore like sweatpants, like warm-up pants, whatever. Right. So I wouldn't have to take my belt off because I'm not wearing a belt. Mm-hmm. I wear a belt to keep my pants up. I take my belt off, my pants are falling down. Right. If I'm not wearing pants that need a belt, I don't have to worry about taking off my belt. I don't have to worry about my pants falling down. Right. They didn't make you take the string out of the sweatpants. No. No. Um, also, and this was a good one. Now, this is one uh, that I was not allowed to do, but I had the blessing from the concierge at the hotel that we stayed at. Right. Um. So, you know, okay. So, oh, okay. So the other thing was uh, coming home, we had to take a COVID test on site at the hotel, the hotel downstairs. Like when you go out to the beach, right. Uh, you come down like the elevator. There's like a gift shop, gift shop, aloe shop. Aloe was apparently like the main export of Aruba. I didn't know that. That's something you could teach. Like, that's like a fact you could throw at people like aloe. Mm-hmm. You're right. So you got gift shop, gift shop, aloe shop, um, salon, because like people stay there for a long time and we're there for a wedding, car rental place, and then very far to the left of the car rental place, which I don't know what that was two years ago, but now it's a COVID testing place, right? (laughs) You go, you get your COVID test, they send it to you, like you get your results eight hours later, negative, you can go home. I hate to think what would happen if one of us tested positive where you're stuck at fucking Aruba, right? Right. Um, Because it's not cheap. It's not cheap, the place that we stayed. Um, So we had to get that. And then uh, because we flew with JetBlue, there was like another thing. It's like, hey, I have a COVID test. It says me. It says my name. I did all the stuff through them. And it says that it's negative. Now I have to fill out a separate thing through JetBlue that says I took my test and it's negative. And it was actually me that took the test. Oh, you're not paying guys on the streets of Aruba to take your tests for you. Like, I'd have a bag of piss taped the inside of my leg (laughs) that I used so I could, you know what I mean, get through the COVID test. Or I don't know what the fuck, right? Right. Well, you have, uh, you know, you have a history of that when, you know, with health and wellness violations. Right, Right, exactly. Dr. Harvey was always pissing for me, you know? Right. Joe's supposed to the human uh, health and, you know, violation. But anyway, go ahead. Um. So, you know, and obviously we wanted to make sure that we had everything printed out. You know what I mean? I, I'm a physical guy. I don't want to be the one that's like, here, I'm showing my phone that has a crack in it now because I dropped it like two weeks ago. Like, scan this QR code. Now I have to hand it to April so she can, you know what I mean? I like having those physical pieces of paper to give to people, right? Right. You're an old, you print the internet. Right. I print the internet. So we have all our stuff. We don't have printers in the room. The way that we have to do it is we have to get whatever it is, email it down to the front desk, Jesus Christ. go down to the front desk, they print it off. But it's fine, you know? Um, so the concierge man who checked us in was the same one that checked us out. Uh, we go through all these things, and he says, okay, 
when you get to the airport. I swear to God he says this. Right. Tell them you have a bad knee and you need assistance. Okay. And they will immediately come and get you a wheelchair and take you to the front of the line through all the customs lines. Oh. Now, I do have a bad knee. And I right. said that to him. I go, I do have a bad knee. I actually do. And he goes, even better. <laughs> right. So we... So he's like, this is what you do there. And, you know, so then we're like walking back to the elevator and just giving April the eyes. She goes, we are not fucking doing that. I go, you would have reaped the benefits, too. It's not like they would just take me and leave you there. You'd get to come with me. Right. It's like the person pushing you gets the fast pass. That's right. Um, But she's like, but they they actually do that at um, all the airports. That we went to, like, if you're traveling with small children, they do try their best to get you to the front of the lines to get you through. Because, you know, traveling with children, especially small children, it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it was nice. It was, like, high 80s the whole time. It was very windy on the beach. <laughs> um, the resort that we stayed at was all-inclusive. Ooh. Yeah. And you know, it, we, you know, we paid the all-inclusive price, so we got all-inclusive, um, and we tipped on everything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even though it was all-inclusive, we <laughs> go down to the beach, the guy brings us our chairs, we give him a whatever. We give him a couple bucks. Right, you didn't put it on the Underhill tab or anything? No, no, no. Now, ooh, and this is the other thing. So, all-inclusive means free drinks, right? Ooh, Free drinks everywhere. Bars open at 10 o'clock in the morning and I think stay open until like 2 or 3 in the morning. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like, you know, we were in bed like by one most nights just because like we were up so early to enjoy the day and the sun and Mm -hmm. everything like that. But here's the gimmick with the free drinks and here's and then the loophole to get around it. Okay. God. What? No, I'm just I'm just go ahead. So the free drinks that they give you. You know when you go to, like, a diner mm-hmm. and you say, I want, like, an orange juice or a something juice, and they give you that little shitty plastic cup? Right. The hard plastic cup, the juice. Mm-hmm. That's the cup that they give you the drinks in. Mm-hmm. It's free, right? Okay. Now, I will say on one side, most of the most of the bars that we went to at the resort, they're doing a heavy pour. <laughs> On right. those drinks. We're like, here comes a heavy guy. <laughs> well, no, no. April went up and she was like, wow. Like, right. like she like was able to see through time mm-hmm. uh, after taking just a sip off one of the things. So what people do there is they'll bring like one of those Yeti, like 32 ounce tumblers that I drink my coffee in. Right. They'll bring that up to the bar and say to the bartender, give me four drinks. Because they can't fill the one large cup, but they can give you small four small cups, and then you can pour them into your giant cup and go throughout your day with that. <laughs> right. Here's my thermos of booze. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Um, but the food was good. None, nobody got burned. We were slathered up. In um, aloe. I'm right. No aloe. Didn't need the aloe. I didn't get a burn. Uh, the mm-hmm. one couple... Many, many years ago, we went to Atlantic City. I got burned the first day we were there like a dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, and then like we were just like, oh, we need to do something like this again and figure out whatever. And then some of our 
plans that we had for maybe this summer kind of got dashed a bit, but that'll lead into what you were up to while I was away. Right. I just a cu- couple of things before oh. we get off yours. Okay. I, I want to know one, like one, you flew first class, right? No. Okay. Uh, we flew jet blue, which alleged, no. Oh, which allegedly has the most leg room and coach. Uh, and on the way home, oh, and this is another thing that you'll like resort that we stayed at and every place that we went to down in Aruba, everywhere, Coke products. No, I'm a Pepsi guy. Jet blue Pepsi products. All right. There we go. Okay. Now on, on the way home, the flight from Florida to Philly in the pre-flight instructions when they were like, you know, like we're on our fourth plane of this trip. Like, okay, I've heard the spiel several times. But on the way home, Florida to Philly, they threw in, like, when they're like, oh, we're going to be around with, like, an assortment of Pepsi products and coffee and tea. And unlike American Airlines, (laughs) we have a variety of snacks that you could choose from. Wow, Barry and American (laughs) Airlines. By name! It was so funny. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Right. And then um, another thing is I completely on the up and up trademark Sopranos bar. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that was uh, we went off the resort mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we went off the resort and went down to like the little like whatever town there was. And there was like all different restaurants and stuff, souvenir places and like all the souvenir places all essentially have the same shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sad at the lack of bootleg merchandise. Right. Except um, for the Pokemon cards. Well, the Pokemon cards. And then uh, you ever see in um, Karate Kid 2, like the little hand drum thing? Yeah. Okay. So those are everywhere. Okay. And they just have like, oh, here's a random design. Here's a random design. Here's a random design. And then at one of the shops... We found ones that had obviously legally using Pikachu <laughs> on one. It was Pikachu on both sides. And then the other one was uh, Homer and Bart Simpson. And we're like, oh, we got to get these for Asa. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And he thought it was hilarious. He thought it was really good that uh, like all the other kids, like all the other little nieces and nephews and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I do have one more story. And this is a story that I got to tell everyone else. And I get to tell on here because, and we'll get in all your shit. It's going to be extra long. No, it's going to be extra long because I have at least maybe three things to touch oh, on. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> but can I ask one last question? Yes, you ask one more thing. I'll tell my one last story and then we'll get into your shit. My favorite picture that you sent was my was... feet. What? Was no. my feet? No, not the Hobbit feet. April's feet was my favorite. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, was the uh, beach shitter? The, oh the, yes, yes. The, okay. The RV, because that guy just looked real happy getting his picture taken. <laughs> so we took a. So essentially, Aruba is a desert island. Okay. Mm-hmm. You just and yeah, they went. They built all these resorts and stuff on it, and they're like, you know, there's people that live there and whatever the airports and so on and so forth. So um, the last time the couple that went down who got married, they did a UTV, which is essentially like a modern day dune buggy tour Mm -hmm. of like the back areas of the island. Okay. Right. Like here's this old church and here's this old gold mine and here's this stuff and so on and so forth. But because we had like eight people in total, we're like, okay, we're going to get like two Jeeps instead. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you pay like 80 bucks for the two Jeeps. 
and there's like a sticker inside that says like this Jeep was, you know, brought to you clean and you return it clean. And like everything was a $300 fee. You bring the thing back dirty. It's $300 fee. You blow out one of the tires. It's a $300 fee. Uh, you don't bring it back full of gas. It's a $300 fee. Right. Mm-hmm. So we go on the tour and we're like, oh, here's like this old, like what was one of the original resorts that was here from like the fifties. And it's just dilapidated. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we are like out in the middle of nowhere. And then maybe about three fourths through the tour, there's a pop up little like uh, like they tow it out, I guess, like a little thing where you can get like drinks and snacks and shit like that. And then the Porta John trailer for a dollar a pee. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was it. No number twos. Uh, it had running water. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't roll those dice though, you know? <laughs> right, okay. All right, so one last one, and then we'll get in all your stuff. So we're down at the, uh, the shops and everything, like off the resort, you know? Mm-hmm. And my wife's like, oh, first day, we're going to get all the stuff that we're bringing home for people. You know, all the souvenirs for the nieces and nephews, your dad, my folks, and so forth, right? Oh, you got my dad something? No, nice. not your dad. Oh, stop. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and her mom, she's like, oh, I want to get my mom a piece of jewelry. And there's like a jewelry shop there. So she goes into the jewelry shop. Uh, now before I continue this story, right outside of, um, baby ghosts, right. Eye trauma, (laughs) the snakes in our basement (laughs) and everything, right? The only thing my wife hates more is awkward situations and confrontation. Hates oh, good. Yep. Okay. Uh, so she goes in jewelry store. She's looking at stuff, looking at stuff, looking at stuff. She goes, oh, I like that. How much is that? She says to the man behind the counter. <laughs> Pulls it out. He's looking at something. Now I go in because I have a feeling what's going to happen. I just want to kind of be there for it, you know? Right. And he goes, oh, is that with or without the chain? Right. Like, do you need a chain with this little necklace thing? And she goes, oh, with the chain. So he throws it on the scale, boop, 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 tacking up whatever it is. And uh, he goes, oh, that'll be uh, $700. And she goes, oh, okay, thank you. And she just goes to leave. And then as she's walking out the door, the guy goes, uh, 145 And she goes, what? And he goes, oh, I could give them to you for 145 <laughs> okay. And she just goes, now I definitely don't want it. And then she leaves. That smart girl. Right. Now, me, I would have haggled. I'm like, well, listen, if you're originally going to give it to me for seven, now you're going to do 145. Let's go down to 100. You know what I mean? Right. I'll I'll give you two uh, spinny drums with Pikachu and Homer right. on it. Right. For this thing that you initially valued at $700, and now you're already willing to part with it for 145 Right. So. And then you look at your wife and go, how how badly do you want your neck to turn green? That decides <laughs> if we're going to buy this or not. Right. So that's it. That's my vacation. Okay. So where would you like me to start? Uh, Wednesday, uh, mm-hmm. you went to go see Buck Cherry and someone else. Well, yes, we went to see Alice Cooper and Buck Cherry, a uh, Buck Cherry open, just in case you were wondering. Um, but we never saw Buck Cherry. Uh, they did show up. We heard them through the curtain as we were getting drinks. Um, we went for Mexican over at that Mexican place near the arena. I can't yes, think. yes. So we went there and then we went and we got there late and we pulled in and they said we had to pay for parking. So we parked in the mall and we got 
jumped in my truck and I was like, that's one. And we get over there and like, they're wave, they're like waving us into the arena and it's all dark, Joe. Like there's not a light on in the, the, the parking lot, the, the poles, nothing. We're like, did they cancel the show? Like, it looks like the arena isn't even lit up. So we get in there and we're like, it's a cashless show. So like we were going to park in the parking lot at the mall and walk over because they were charging. And Josh right. is like on me. He goes, let's park in the parking lot. It's on me. We'll go. And we're going and nobody's stopping us to charge us. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Um, We're going like through like all these cones, this long road. We get in and all of a sudden we're in the parking lot. We just park. And Josh is like, all right. Parking's on me, right? <laughs> like, okay. So we ended up getting in a little bit late. And then we waited in line for uh, for Alice Cooper poison drinks. And that's when Buck Cherry was playing. We missed them play Crazy Bitch, but we did hear it. So that was nice. Uh, we ended up getting the drinks from a nice young lady who wanted to be anywhere but at the arena that night selling drinks. Um, so I ended up getting us each a, 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 a drink. And she's like, I'm like, do you have the, the poison drink here? Because it was like the sign was way over there, uh, the ice cream place, and then the bar. So I'm like, wait a minute, the sign's over there. This is where you can get that drink. She's like, yes. I'm like, okay, can I have three of them? And then I tipped her really big because she was bitchy and didn't want to be there. So uh, we ended up doing that. And then we went in and we ended up watching the show, which was really fun. Like, because uh, me, Josh, and Scott went. And Scott's never seen them. And I'm always a big fan of going to see like the Alex Cooper, you know, theatrics with somebody who's never uh, been there before. And he's like, oh, like, you know, I heard, like, you know, they kill him. Like, what way are they going to kill him? And I'm like, I don't want to break his heart. I think he only does the guillotine now because he's 74 years old. He's not doing that drop with the hangman's noose. Yeah, he's not doing like the cannon or whatever. Right. Wasn't that one of the ones like from the 70s? Right, he did like an electric chair. He does like I think he cuts himself in half. There was one when I saw him on tour one one year. He did them all in the show. He's like, this is the one time in case you didn't get that one. He goes, I do them all. It was called the "You Keep Killing Me, I Keep Coming Back" kind of thing. It was I was like, that's funny. Um, so like they wheel out this this big thing under the covers, and he's like, oh, and I'm like, that's the guillotine. He just doesn't know it. And he was like, oh, it's the guillotine. And we had fun. But me seeing him in his heyday all the way up to now, like Scott really loved him. But I'm laughing because now like when the when the uh, like when he does the insane songs like the, and the orderlies have to drag him away, they don't drag him away anymore. He's like Sheiky Baby at the Royal Rumble thing. Oh, the, <laughs> he, he, he the gets top. in the ring. He ain't getting out of the ring. So he has to win. Right. He ain't going over the top rope. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like they're like, oh, we have to drag him off. Like, and he like in the old days, he'd kick and scream and like do the heel drag, like they drag him. Now they do the fake, like we're touching his arms thing. Like we have you around the forearms. And, and he walks under his own power or something. Yeah, he backs up slowly and they're not even touching him. Like you could see the hands like six inches on each side of his arm. And I'm like, it's still cool, but do you know what I'm saying? I it's, do, I do. It's like, like you you've seen the progression to get him to this point where he could no longer like he's still doing the same tricks, but there's a little bit more magic involved. <laughs> right. The amazing Randy would be proud. Um, so he uh, 
he just like, yeah, so that was fun. And we got this and he, like the big Frankenstein character came out, but he used to chop his head off with the sword. He doesn't do that anymore. Um, and then Scott was mad that we didn't get to in the, the billion dollar baby cannon area, like where they, they shoot out the billion dollar bills. And I'm like, yeah, that's a $200 seat. We're in a $60 seat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all around, it was really fun. And I did put up the picture of me getting the drink and they yes. have the, they have the ingredients on it. So we came home and we made a, we made them in the bathtub with a boat oar. So we're good to go. <laughs> Mixing them up. They're only $9. They were pretty good. That's so that was that. low priced for a concert drink. I, I, I was fine. I was like, let me get that. I was like, I'll get that since Josh got the parking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a good time. Any other questions about that or. Uh, no, I'm glad you got a chance to go to see your guy in concert yep. on a school night. Yep, yep. So then one small thing, um, I sent you an email during, like, you know, for the main show and stuff like that uh, while you were away, and I, I sent it to the to your work email and it just bounced it back to me. So I was like, Oh, let me, let me email Joe really quick about this. And you come back and you're like, bang, 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 whatever you said, fine. Great. And I'm going to put up the porch talk tonight. I'm like, Hmm, porch talk. (laughs) Is he talking about the one I did with Adam like a week ago that he was going to put up like in different sites. That doesn't sound right. Cause he put those up already. Hmm, I should inquire about that, but that would take an ounce of energy or like whatever. So I never answered back and then boom, it shows up. So apparently I guess there was a porch talk with uh, Brett took over for me. Yes, that's correct. So I did, honest to God, I had no idea what you were talking about. And at no point did I even consider looking into that so i found that completely amusing i guess i'm getting bounced out off the porch there (laughs) well listen it's a floating porch and i think any win can be a guest uh who's willing to spend money on dolls and other things but when adam sent me you know obviously the first one was sent so that it would be released while i was away Mm -hmm. and then he had just sent me an email that said another porch talk and then the body of the message says is too large to send by email, so it'll be in the Dropbox. And that's mm-hmm. literally all the notification I got on it. Right. So I home, uh, you know, we came home early Monday morning, and I'm getting everything, like, plugged in and unpacked and everything else like that. And I'm like, oh, let me download that porch talk. I'm not going to get a chance to listen to it. I'll download it. When I wake up on Monday, I'll have it scheduled to go out, like, Tuesday at midnight, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it beforehand. I didn't know what was on it. He didn't say, oh, it's me and Brent. And we're talking about this. Because even yeah. like the other stuff, he'll be like, oh, here's like a little thing of stuff that we talked about. A write-up, right, yeah. Like not even just a write-up. It's just like, oh, me and Todd talk about this. And like literally it's a line. It's a sentence. Okay. But for the second one, I got nothing. So I was I was as shocked to find out that Brett was on it as you were. Right. And then because um, even I was like, oh, it was a good name. It was like uh, Weekly Porchises or something yes. like that. Good name. Good name. But uh, so they ended up talking about toys, I reckon. The toys and baseball mm-hmm. and bobbleheads and Funko Pops and all sorts of jazz like that. Sure. Fair enough, because that dovetails me into my last topic, which is toys. All right. So, That's right, because you're an official toy boy now. Right. Joe, hey, I'm not a toy boy. I'm Todd the Toy Talitarian. 
so I want that to be one of my titles, right? I make the toy rules now, totalitarianism. Um, so I ended up getting in the mail um, that Fugitoid figure. So that's said and done, and I'm happy. Nice box, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not the jeweler's loop thing. I'm not worried about that, but it wasn't crushed or stepped on or left a thousand feet from my front porch or anything like that. So good toy. But that d- leads me into that I was out on, and I won't say the words, I was out looking around at Target and I found a Nia Rose figure or something like that. Yes, the Nyla Rose Chase figure. Yes. Right. A one in 5,000 kind of a deal. I think so, one in 3,000, but yeah, yeah. One in 3,000, one in 5,000, something like that. Right. I'm looking at it right here in my picture. So my this one's a one of 5,000. Okay. So I'm at the Target and I'm like, because... I was still looking for fugitoids in the wild, as you kids say. Right. Um, so I was like, because that way, if I could find one, it looks nice. I could, you know, cancel the order, whatever. So I went up there and I ended up finding it. And that whole thing happened where I was like, oh, Adam never found one in the wild. That's why I bought it. But hey, people were telling me to buy it because it's worth lots of money. So I bought it. Right. And I ended up talking with the fancy gentleman. I'm like, hey, would you get rid of this in the in the toy group kind of a deal? He's like, yes. And he he's not going to take a cut. And then I was like, he's like, oh, and if you find this, uh, uh, who's the, uh, the Hank? Luke Harper. Har- Luke uh, Harper. Really? Right. Sorry. I don't know. Like, I get confused on his name because okay. there's so many of them. No disrespect. Two. Um, but yeah. he's like, if you find That's this great. one, but okay. get it. And he's like, and I'll make it worth your while. And I'm like, whatever. If I find it in the wild, pay me what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking to make $100. Like, if you 35 want- shipped. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, whatever. It's 45 delivered in the car. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm like, okay, here's here's my deal to you. If I find, uh, uh, what's the word? I find uh, Chase figures. You sell them for me, but you get first cracks at them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If, if you want, if you legitimately want them, you can have them. Cost whatever, and then whatever I you don't want, you'll sell for me. But now you don't get a cut. You know what I mean? Kind of a right. deal. So that that all worked out. And then I forgot to add, which I'm adding here if he listens to it. Um, if you're taking more than you're buying, then we're going to re-up this deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're, yeah, um, yeah. If you're taking more than you're selling, um, don't get high on your own your supply. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that, that was kind of the thing. And then I was like, Joe, I got the taste. I was like, oh, like I, I, can, I can make a lot of money on this figure. So I'm like, I'm going to go back. And so I went back to Target and it was later in the day and there was nothing there because going to Target is just up the road from my bagel place. Like literally it's a, you know, a, a, a one minute drive. So I'm like, okay. So I did it the next day and I was like, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it was already open. And I'm like, okay, so I'm getting into this. I'm going to be, I'm going to see if I can flip toys. Like I'm crazy at this point. You so got the, the taste. Right. The next day, right. And this, this is what cured me, Joe. I got there early before it opened, like two or three minutes before they opened. Right. And the sharks were circling the door. Oh, right. (laughs) So I'm there and there's a bunch of frumpy guys like me standing there that look like me, but worse because they've been beaten down by toy flipping. And there's that, like, nobody wants to look each other in the eyes because we all know what we're there for. Because we're all, they're all competition. Yes. So I'm like, I don't care. Like if I, I, I have a real job. I have savings. I'm like, I don't care. Right. 
So the doors open and there's that moment where everybody's like, who's going to walk in first? And I walk in and I don't care. Like, I don't care. I'm just walking at a normal pace. Right. You you don't know the protocol. This is your first toy yes. rodeo. <laughs> right. So all these guys start walking and they're like, look, now nobody's doing any eye contact. And this guy's going down this way. And this guy turns right. And we're walking and me and the one guy that went my way, like we're walking almost in stride. I'm slow. I got a bad ticker. I can't breathe. I ain't, you know, putting the gusto into it. Then this guy sees that I'm making pace with him. Oh. So the so he gets a little like, you know, stepping his giddy up, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this. This is like, I mean, now the one that I got, the 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 chase, that was there at 10 o'clock when I went up. If I go up at 10 o'clock and I walk in the door and the guys stock the shelves late and I find one, by all means. But like that lifestyle is an NFT, Joe. Not for Todd. Exactly. So I thought you'd find that amusing. Just like I was, I just got, I just like all these people like, oh my God, you look, they all look so sad. They were dead inside, Joe. All of them. They had dead eyes. And I'm like, I'm bad, but I'm not that bad. They're risking like time and effort and all these things for a chance at something. And mm-hmm. and and as you mentioned, you were there on a Sunday at 10 o'clock. I think it was a, a midweek day. Mid midweek uh, day, but anyway. Well, I saw the picture on Sunday. Okay, which it, it was sent up uh I don't know what day, but I think it was definitely like a, a middle of the week. So And that's the thing, these places don't put their stock out at the same time on the same day as all the time. So the only way that you could know is if you go every day. Mm-hmm. And the problem is the, as you said, like what time was it that these guys were there and you were there? Um, Five to eight and they open at eight. Okay. So they were there at eight o'clock. The day that you found the chase figure, it was already 10 o'clock. So did those guys not show up that day? Or did was those- it put out? Did those guys show up, see a, you know, and again, respectively, two to three hundred dollar figure just sitting on the pegs and say, not for me. Right. Or did the stock go up after these guys left? Is the store purposely doing that? Right. But then like people like Adam go at one o'clock. So there must people might come in and find it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But like because this one, the one that I found, I took I took the picture on it was eight. It was almost nine o'clock. That, you know, I took the picture and I took the picture and sent it as soon as I found it and grabbed it, like kind of a thing. And I was like, okay. And everybody started chiming back, like, grab it, grab it, grab it. And it was the, the, whatever it was, let's just say unrivaled or unmatched or whatever, because whatever it says on the side, they had the full stock of every other figure in that batch. And that one was all the way at the back. So as I was looking through it, I'm like, oh, is there any Orange Cassidy's here? Like, I, I don't know, know what you guys like, but I'm yeah. like, oh, I'll f- if I find something. And then I saw the sticker one of 5,000. I'm like, that's got to be a chase. So that, and that's what I put out. So that was hidden. And then I moved the ones in front of it, took the pictures and put them back. So like maybe somebody was rifling through them and didn't find them. Or like you said, somebody's refilled that batch like at 8.30 instead of before the doors opened or whatever. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. I went out today because I was off. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I got to go out. I got to do some things. Let me go run by Target, see if they have anything, what they have. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. 
And they had a decent stock of WWE figures. And this must have been about like 11.30, let's say. They had a decent stock of WWE figures. No AEW figures out. But at the end of the aisle was a giant cart with a ton of boxes on it. So I'm there at 11.30. There's the box at the end of the aisle. We don't even know if or what or when stuff goes up. And then you were saying you're going... Obviously, to the toys, we don't even know if this whole group of guys are all going for the same toy, right? Did you end up seeing what they went for, or did you just see, like, these dead-eyed guys and just be like, you know what, I'm done for the day, I'm going home? No, you know what? Remember I said I walked in and at the same stride? Yeah. So so we, I got to the toys, and, like, they all, like, went one – okay, so the one guy – I don't know if if you've been at the Target. They have the uh, in the entertainment system. They have Funkos and Turtles and stuff there, right? So so one guy went. One guy saw that the one guy was hitting the action figure aisle first. Like he wouldn't beat him there. So the other one went to that one. So they're like, oh, if I can't get anything there, maybe this fishing grounds, you know, more lucrative. And. I walked, and as I walked, he he walked right past the guy that I was following. Walked right past the wrestling figures because that was cleaned out like the day, like two days after I found that chase. And he looked, and then he kind of looked like left and right, and nothing was jumping out at him. And then he kind of went around and started looking through matchboxes. So I believe like they were looking at everything. And then while I was there. Two or two more guys showed up at five minutes after it opened. Gotcha. And, and it was like, okay, now there's four guys. You know what I mean? Like, right? Whatever. Because you know, you know, because there's the base, there's the sports cards, and then somebody the went there. Right. Then you got your Pokemon and your Yu-Gi-Oh and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then, as you mentioned, like here's the turtle stuff. Here's the Funko Pop stuff. Like I was just assuming you're just going there to look. You didn't know if everyone was all going for the same wrestling figures or whatever it was. And I do recall hearing stories that the Matchbox Hot Wheels people are the worst of them all. I, I guess I don't know because I I got out of there like I because like I said I was looking for the Fugitoid if I found it I would have grabbed it blah 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 but right yeah yeah like the guy was like going through all that stuff and I heard like Matchbox guys is are Match Matchbox people are intense too so right but. Either way, it was it was an interesting. Now that being said, if I'm out and about and I see an AEW chase, which is the only one I really know, like Adam said, if you see an AEW chase, just he's like grab it because Do, like yeah, it doesn't matter what one it is, just grab it. Right. Where I don't know what like I I looked into because there was some WWE figures. I'm like I don't know what these chases are here. You know what I mean? Um, like because I know like there was a Jake the Snake and there yeah. was one there, and I'm like okay. And I looked them up. I'm like, neither of these, but I can't see a sticker on the other one that's actually the Chase online. I'm like, I'm not going down that road yeah, yeah. and getting into Funkos. I'm just like, if it's the sure bet, I'll grab it. If not, I'm not I'm, I'm not picking it up. And then even then, like, I'm not going into Chases on other figures because I saw there was a Chase gold label, like, McFarlane DC figures. And, like, Adam, I think, told me or somebody else told me, like, that Batman one is everywhere. So it's not worth anything. So I'm like, right. I, it, it's like flipping comics. If I actually wanted to flip comics, like when I used to go to cons and stuff like that, uh, or giveaways or stuff like that, I could have done that because I know more about that. I don't know anything about figures, so I'm not delving into uh, 
a realm I don't understand when I don't even do it in the realm I do understand, if that makes any sense. Right. And you mentioned, of course, like I, you know, the AEW ones are easy. There's a sticker on it. It tells you. Mm-hmm. Can't miss it. The WWE ones, it's hit or miss because it's usually like slight variations in the gear. Okay, which, well, I have no idea. Right, exactly. So I mentioned my target at a decent stock. That Jake the Snake one that you mentioned, I'm like, I know what the chase for the Jake the Snake looks like. Let me just thumb through to see if they have it. Do I want the Jake the Snake? No, not really. But if they had the chase, I would have grabbed it. Mm-hmm. For yourself? Because, or Well, somebody might have, you know, 35 shipped. Okay, yeah. Um, But, you know, that's just what it is. Um. But, uh, you know, we we appreciate having another set of eyes out there in the world looking for uh, Chase figures and another set of eyes looking for that Brody Lee, you know? Yep, yep. So now I feel bad that I offered it to Adam first, so you're going to... No, you do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, we like, Adam, there was a point where the first came out, like, he and I and our friend Kevin were like, oh, this person had it here and this person had it here, and there was two in the group, and we saw one on Facebook... And we saw, you know, or we saw one on Twitter. And we saw two on eBay. And we're tr- we were trying for a little while to keep a tally of, like, how many total have been, like, claimed in the right. wild. But it's so impossible to, like, to, to determine that, that sort of stuff, you know? Like, right. that set, I don't even think, has made it up to our neck of the woods yet. No, no. It, I don't think so. Like, he's, he said so. Yeah, I think, I like, we're two, like, that set is two sets ahead of what we have shown up on pegs here, if they even show up on pegs here. Right, right. And that's like what I said. Like like I said, like if it was something you wanted or Adam wanted or whatever, I'm like, I'm not looking for $300. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, you know, buy me a drink or a sandwich or something, or pizza with the onions sometime. I don't know, you know? Right, or a bagel if the bagel place is open. Oh, don't get me started. That's a whole other story, but I think we've done enough here, Joe. That's right. We have done enough. Uh, So thank you, everyone, uh, for listening to this extra long episode of Longbox Heroes After Dark. That's good because the main show is going to be short today. Should be a short show, yes. A a lean uh, 67 minutes. Yep. Just pulling that number out of thin air. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Amazon click through, Patreon, T Public Store, and then shirts I have in my uh, closet. Mm-hmm. Support the show any way you can. Thanks for listening.